Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, how many hot dogs can you scarf down at the family barbecue? If you got a giant appetite, you might be ready to tackle one of the many restaurant food challenges for prizes around the Vegas Valley. I'm talking a seven pound pizza, a 10 pancake, 10 egg combo, and a killer eight pound quesadilla. Well, today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm chatting with Las Vegas local Derek Hendrickson. He's an internationally ranked competitive eater. He talks about what it takes to speed eat that much food and the best places in town to test the limits of your own belly. It's Thursday, July 20th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Derek Hendrickson, welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. You've got some cred here. You're a Las Vegas guy, and you're not just a guy with a big appetite. You're a nationally ranked competitive eater. So, world, world rank. Okay, world rank. Well, tell me some of those rankings and titles that you hold, Derek. So I'm the 21st eater uh, in the world because uh, we have eaters from Japan. We have eaters from Australia. We have eaters from London. Um, we used to have eaters from Mexico. So it's like a, a whole international kind of stacking of cards of like, where do you fit in? What's your specialities? Because like for me, I'm better with sweets than I am with hot dogs. So that's why like my donut numbers are super high and my hot dog numbers have uh, a little bit left to be desired. Wow. I feel like I'm sitting in a doctor's office with you and he's like, well, Derek, your donuts are up, but your hot dogs are a little down. 100%. Is that weird? <laughs> No, it's uh, it's always fun. I go to the doctor a lot because, like, you know, obviously as crazy it is to say, oh, I ate 32 hot dogs uh, three weeks ago. Uh, I do go to the doctor a lot to make sure my numbers are in the normal ranges. And she's like, nowhere in the history of the medical field or textbook can I ever tell you what you do is healthy. So just keep doing what you're doing because your numbers are in line. Like, that's the only thing I can ever tell you. Okay, well, that that is totally comforting. And uh, of, of all the all the titles that you have, what's your your most prestigious or the one that you're most proud of 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 eating title? Uh, the eating title I'm proud of is the only one I have. I've only won one contest because I have to go against uh, Joey Chestnut, who's like the greatest eater of all time. I mean, the guy lives it, breathes it, and sleeps it. And I have a a wife and a day job and all sorts of other stuff I got to do. So it'd be the the world tamale eating champion, which I'm currently. Uh, Still am. I go back to Louisville, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas, next month to defend my title. So it's 10 minutes, two ounce pork tamales in 105 degree humid Texas heat on the center of their uh, their city hall. You just eat tamales. There's no better uh, no better time. 
that that sounds like a time for sure. And you're defending your title. So that's amazing. I am curious how you even got into competitive eating in the first place. When I first started, it was mainly because I had lost a bunch of weight. I was down at one point over 100 pounds, but it was just so much work. And it was not like I couldn't live life anymore because it was like, oh, I can't I can't have a beer because it's not on my diet. And I can't it was like too restrictive for my like I, I wasn't happy. So, uh, no, my buddy, I visited a friend in Seattle and we had a few uh, adult beverages and he got tired of my complaining that I was ready to eat dinner. So he took me to a place that had a food challenge and ordered it for me. And after about nine minutes, I'd finished, uh, it was four different burgers. Like they had four different style of burgers. They had a loaded Bloody Mary, like one of those, like with the slider on top. The, summer, the, 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 the only way to have a Bloody Mary uh, and then a beer and steak fries. And like the whole restaurant was staring. Cause like when you do these challenges, it's, it's kind of like fajitas coming out of the Mexican restaurant. Everyone looks and like, Oh, what is that? Like, I didn't even know they had this. I mean, so all eyes are on you. How'd that feel that first time when all eyes were on you consuming all these massive amounts of burgers and fries, et cetera. It was, it was awesome. You know, I'd always been like kind of a theater kid played in some bands, always was a singer. And, and I miss competing. Cause like after, you know, I played sports in high school. So after, uh, like stepping away, uh, it was it was nice to have something to compete against, something to train for, something to like be like push myself for. And then so after doing that challenge, it was what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? Yeah. Well, there are certainly a lot of these food challenges like you're you're talking about that happen in Las Vegas. And this is where you go into a restaurant and they say, if you could eat blank in blank time then we either give it to you for free or something along those lines. Is that essentially a basic Las Vegas food challenge? Yep, 100%. Here's your food, here's your time limit, and if you don't do it, here's how much you're going to be paying because some of the challenges are over $80. So let's narrow them down. I'm going to ask you about, I don't know, one or two in three categories. So we'll we'll just hit like easy, uh, medium, and super-duper hard food challenges. Let's talk about the easiest food challenges for, a I don't know, a newbie to tackle here in Las Vegas. So give me one or two easy Las Vegas food challenges. To me, the easiest one for beginners is at La Salsa Cantina in the Miracle Mile shops in Planet Hollywood. And I don't think there's a time limit, but it's like a 32-ounce burrito, so two pounds. And you have to finish uh, the rice and beans and the margarita. It's not free if you finish. So you have to pay for the meal. So whether you fail or not, you're, you're, you're getting the food. And then you get a margarita. And it's like the yard margarita. So it's very vegas It's right on the strip. But it's not that hard. And, what, and Derek, what's the, what's the payoff if you do it in the, in, and you finish it all? They get, uh, you get a T-shirt and you get, I think, okay. the, margar- the margarita glass to, to keep. So, All right, so a little bit of a prize. A, a little bit of a prize, but that's very doable. It's very approachable. Burritos are an easier food to eat because, believe it or not, every food kind of has its own uniqueness to eat. And as we get through the tougher challenges, like that'll play in as a factor. Like burritos, as long as they're not dry, they're they're fairly easy to eat. Like I've eaten a five-pound burrito in four minutes because it was nice and saucy. The meat was tender. Like that's just an enjoyable eating because we all know and like that's a question we get all the time well you guys don't even taste it well we taste it and if we taste it and it's bad food yeah it's a long day at the office Ugh. and i'm not going to pay yeah. 80 dollars for a terrible burrito right like we're not going to go to morton steakhouse and pay 120 dollars for a well-done shoe leather like no we're gonna we're gonna want it done right 
Yeah, I can't imagine. Uh, I, I would also think that, that you're going so fast that you're just not slowing down enough to taste, but I guess the, the human body has other plans and you're going to taste every bit of it. And if it's gross, yikes. That is the number one thing that usually slows us down. It's called flavor fatigue, which is like you get so tired of the same flavor attacking your palate that your body gets tired. That's why it's like people go, oh, you want an ice cream? Yeah, I want ice cream. I've just ingested a million milligrams of sodium. Something sweet would be amazing right now. Like that's, that's kind of what happens. Like you eat so many hot dogs in such a short time period. Most of us aren't even full on the contest stage. Your body's just tired of eating hot dogs after 10 minutes. Oh, I could totally see that. Do you, do you have another easy food challenge? Yeah. So there's like a three pound burger. And again, these are all what we call in the industry pay to play. Like you have to, you have to pay no matter what. Um, and the prize, I believe there, it's the omelet house down in Boulder station to way south of town, kind of down by that, like Fiesta Henderson that used to be there. And, uh, you get, I think one hour to finish a three pound burger and some of their chips. So it's nothing like that crazy. It's nothing that hard. You're paying for it already. And, um, because it, it's a smaller challenge. So it's like, if, if that was the case and you got a free meal, people would be going there all the time. They'd be losing money. They got to hedge their bets. Sure. Let's let's talk about the mid-tier Las Vegas food challenges and what restaurants do those. So there's one at the Luxor, and I always go with like you know kind of this quintessential thing for Vegas because it's like most people that come to our city, they're 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 doing that strip experience. What's more Vegas than a food challenge? Right? I always tell people that like there's nothing more Vegas than these gaudy food challenges over the tops. Um, and there's one at the Luxor called uh, Do It in Public, and it's at the Public House LV. So Do It in Public. It's gone up in price, but it used to be $69. So they played into the whole bit, right? Do it in public, $69. Ha, ha, ha. Wah, wah. And it basically <laughs> was like four double doubles from In-N-Out. So it's four double cheeseburgers with big brioche buns. Then you do loaded fries with cheese sauce, bacon, and all of that. And then you have like a, a I think it's a 16-ounce milkshake with your flavoring. And if you beat that, you get this $80 meal for free. You get a T-shirt, and uh, there's no wall of fame. So those are those are like the two things you get. So you get the free meal, but also it's like that's where you start to separate people who are like, I could do that versus, well, I'm not willing to risk eighty dollars to do it because then they know they're not. That's the balance in that. But also, I'm wondering if there is a little bit of a you, you you can't be a shy flower because, like we talked about, people are going to be staring right? It, does that make it more difficult to get through these, you think, for some people that everyone's kind of watching them and or cheering them and or, you know, maybe judging them? Um, you know, you'd be surprised. Uh, most of the restaurants don't really, like, sell for these. And what I mean by that is, like, Public House, they do a great job. They'll ring a buzzer and, like, let everyone know that a challenge is going on. But there's other establishments that I go to that they don't even tell the restaurant there's a challenge out there. There's a lot of times that it's not even on the menu, so it's just not marketed. It's not visually appealing. So I think sometimes the restaurants shy away from that because, you know, there's other diners that aren't going to find that, like, attractive. I went to – I did one at Sicky's Garage, and it's this five-pound burger and some fries, whatever. Is this – Derek, would you call this another another one of the mid-tier yeah. food challenges? 100%. Okay. It's, it's like five, five pounds, five and a half pounds. 
uh, it's in the, the was it Town Square Mall down there by the airport. But like people came up and they're like, we didn't even know they had a challenge. They would have tried it, but they had no clue it was even available, which is great because now they're going to go back and support the business and they're not going to finish. I mean, very few people do. So it's like a win, win, win. But it's just kind of like, yeah, a lot of times people don't even know what's going on. And what was the Sickies challenge? So it's uh, four half pound burger patties. And then you have two grilled cheese uh, sandwiches on there and a patty melt. Uh, you have about a pound of French fries and then some boneless wings, pulled pork, and fried pickles, which is awesome. I mean, those are all my favorite food groups right there, right? You know, you got your barbecue, you got your appetizers, you got your cheese being from Wisconsin, you got fries, and you got burger. That's the five major food groups of a former fat kid. Yeah, no, I, I, I think the Surgeon General is uh, screaming at the podcast right now. But okay. Wow. So that sickies one, if that's the mid range, I'm a little scared, Derek, of what's going to be the the hardest food challenges. So here in Las Vegas, what are our hardest food challenges? Uh, I would say number one would probably be stacks and yolks. And it's a get stack, get yolk challenge. And on paper, again, people think it's the easiest challenge ever. 10 pancakes, 10 eggs. What they don't realize is that 10 pancakes is thicker than a Snickers. And they are about an inch thick and eight pounds of pancakes. It's a tough challenge. And I mean, it's probably nine to 10 pounds and it's, it's a monster. I mean, it's, it's all that dough. And then the other toughest challenge is the Godzadilla at Chabalitas over there on rainbow and 95, a little bit on the North side. But I mean, they had a challenge and we had eaters coming in from Florida California, Pennsylvania, and Arkansas, and Michigan to attempt this challenge. It's got seven 14-inch tortillas, which I think are like the biggest tortillas you can get, right? And then it's a pound of birria, a pound of carnitas, a pound of pastor, a pound of chicken, a pound of carne asada, two pounds of cheese, and then you have a whole entire avocado on top. And if that's not bad enough, or good enough, excuse me, you have, uh, you know, two cups of the consomme you got to finish. And at first it was like 15 minutes and now they're like, okay, it's 35 minutes if you do it solo and like 15 if you do it with a teammate and a partner. And I think they had like 400 people try it and like seven have been able to bring it home. And that was one of the worst I ever felt. And Derek, when you bring it home, you win a thousand dollar prize? I think they've changed it now, but at the time, yeah, I won a thousand dollars for eating it. And it was literally like my wife had to drive me home because I was like, I, I don't feel comfortable to drive right now. How long did it take you to recover from that monster? Um, probably two days. You know, um, everyone's like, oh, what's, the, what's it look like? Like everyone's like, oh, I wouldn't want to be. I'm like, I just go home. I get either like a Diet Coke or like uh, coldest water I can find. And I just lay on my couch and normally like, Everyone's like, oh, you guys must do this. And it's like, no, it has nothing to do with the bathroom. It's literally, I think the body goes into like, it's like a computer. It just starts shutting you down. It's like, no, you're done eating. Like, we're going to put you to sleep because that's the only way we can get you to stop. This is like extreme food coma. 100%. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, uh, dare I ask, what would be the last of your hardest food challenges in Las Vegas? It would probably be the Serial Killer's Kitchen. They have a few locations around Vegas, and I think eight or nine people have beaten it. And they've had to change it because they want people, like that's the fine line with a food challenge. How do we get it to where most people are going to fail? It's like Vegas. Actually, it's perfectly like Vegas, food challenges. 
how do we get people to think they can win, but we know they're not going to win, right? Like we wouldn't go to the casino if we knew, oh, we're going to lose more times than not. We feel like we have a chance because there's a slight edge here and right, that kind of stuff, right? So they've had to change their challenge, but it's 130 different kinds of cereal, if you can believe that. It's like a little bit from every box that they have. And they don't measure it. They just pour it in a bowl, and it gets to be about four to five pounds of dry cereal. And they used to make you drink a gallon of milk with it. But they've changed it to like, hey, you can use almond milk. If you're not a competitive eater, we don't even care if you use the gallon anymore. You can just, just use whatever you want. And they still can't get very many people to finish. Like, I think it's been nine out of 300 attempts. And, you know, that 300, that's a $30 bowl of cereal. So, I mean, they're doing pretty well on that return. Have you tried that one? I did. It was tough because, you, you know, you don't know big food until you're in it, right? So pizza, it's like it's just eating a lot of pizza. But a food like cereal and ice cream, they start to, like, blend together, if that makes sense. So, like, picture 130 different cereals getting soggy. That flavor, like, I, I was taking years off my feet. It was gnarly. I was like, all right, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're here we're, we're going to do it, but this was, it was not a fun one because it was just, just so like paste at some point, just eating. It was. I had like paste. three boba straws in there. Just trying. It was like sludge. It was crazy. Oh. So, and you finished it. I did. And if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't pour the gallon of milk. Cause that's like that strategy. It's like in any sport strategy can make or break you. Honestly, I would pour as little bit of milk as I could to like try to like, keep it like drier so that way it wouldn't start to uh sludge up it would just stay as like cereal for a little bit longer yeah definitely avoid the sludge that's a good tip uh what what other kind of tactics or tips can you share with our listeners to help them get ready for uh, a challenge if they are so bold to do so i mean you, you got to limit the liquids i see a lot of people and they just like right out of the gate, they'll take a bite and then they're drinking like half of a diet Coke. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's taking up valuable room in that stomach. So it's like limit, limit your liquid. And a lot of it is mind over matter where it's like, I'm fine. I can do this. Right. You know, Hey, it's just, it's just a little bit further. So breaking up the food into smaller bites literally helps, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I only have five bites left versus I have five burgers left. Like, no, you just cut it into little pieces, right? And that's why you'll see a lot of us do squares because squares on pizza help you think it's going faster. Like cereal is a tough challenge. Pancakes are a tough challenge. Anything with rice and pasta. Because think about when you eat it at home. You have a bowl of pasta. You take like 10 bites. It's never ending. Exactly. You it. have no idea. It's a, men it's yeah. a mental game at that point because you're like, man, it's not moving. It's not doing anything. I'm not making any progress. What's that do for your psyche? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Oh no. I imagine the psychological is just as important as the, the physical, just because the idea of, of literally jamming so much food into your mouth, uh, it, it, to me, it's a, it's a complete shutdown. Like I can't even fathom doing it, but I've seen people uh, do it. I've seen videos of you doing it and it really is like a second nature for you, but it seems like all those things are in place the the training the tips and uh, maybe most important the psychological and the fun you know at the end of the day it's you got to have fun hey i get to travel travel the united states and see places that i would never see like when am i ever going to go to um 
you know, we got to eat donuts on the USS Midway, a retired aircraft carrier, and raise money for Salvation Army. That was pretty cool. I've been to, I believe it's Denmark, Iowa, a town of 400 people eating Danish uh, pancakes where they have windmills, and they're the second, they're the biggest city of Danish people in the United States. Like, when am I ever going to go to these places, right? So it's kind of fun to travel, and I have friends through it now where, like, some of my friends live in Tucson and Orange, Virginia, so it's like hanging out with your friends just in a city that you would never otherwise go to. I mean, it totally sounds fun. I imagine that there are quite a few people who may have confronted you or responded to some of your videos saying, well, do people really need to eat all this food? And isn't this kind of wasteful, especially for the challenges that go unfulfilled uh, in the restaurants? I mean, it depends on how you look at it. The statistics show that like a family of four going out to eat nowadays, send back like more than a pound of food. And I mean, how many people like finish their, don't finish their meal and don't take a doggy bag? Our eating organization actually donates a lot of food, if you can believe that. Like we donated over 100,000 hot dogs on July 4th alone. And I mean, you think about how many people can you feed with 100,000 hot dogs, where most of these internet warriors that say this stuff, they can't tell you the last time they donated to charity. You know what I mean? Like I'm big in trying to help with like veterans because my dad's a veteran trying to help with Alzheimer's as well as no kid hungry. Cause as funny as it is, like that's something I'm very passionate about. Like I'm always trying to like look to give back. And then the amount of food waste, like the next time you go out, just casually look at all the plates that go back to the kitchen, with just leftovers, unfinished fries and stuff. So it's like, are we really the problem or is it just because we do it on such a bigger scale that we are the problem? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. So it's like it, those in glass houses shouldn't be throwing stones. And it really does sound like it's a food awareness issue. And, uh, you know, certainly congratulations on, on taking it to that next level for you and your colleagues. Well, Derek Hendrickson, keep on eating, I guess, uh, <laughs> and, and, and feel good afterwards. And thank you so much for joining us on CityCast Las Vegas. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. A lot of eating and a lot of walking around the neighborhood. It's a lot of work, but I wouldn't have it any other way. There you go. Before you go, a little news. What's going on, Vogue? Well, of the almost 650 accidents involving school buses during the last school year, roughly half were judged to be the fault of the bus driver, according to Channel 8's analysis. In response, the school district did some of their own math. They said CCSD buses had less than one accident per every 100,000 miles. Also, the Nevada Independent recently analyzed the 2023 legislative session to answer the question, which lawmakers were most likely to go against their party? The possibly surprising answer? Republicans, including Scott Hammond, Carrie Buck, and Gregory Koenig, with Heidi Sievers-Gansert topping the list. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, share this episode with your three hungriest friends. Sharing is caring. We'll provide the virtual and assets for all of you. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Y'all take care.
And it's just like incredible how many people think that they can eat a ton of food until 50 tacos is like in front of you. It's, it's like Mike Tyson. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth uh-huh. and then the plan, <laughs> then the plan changes. Yeah, and that punch could be like a extra spicy jalapeno in every single one of those tacos, I'd imagine. That's your punch in the face. 100%.